It's the Video Entrepreneur Podcast, the number one podcast for video businesses. And here he is, your host, PJ Tyre. Very excited to have a special guest with us today, David Palmer, joining us from Southern California. David, welcome. Thanks for having me on, PJ. It's good to be with you. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a really good time meeting you at your studio two years ago, actually. It was 2019, October 2019. And I'm happy to really see you doing well. And you got a really great story to tell. You've built some really cool things. So let's first get started with some of the basics. Where were you born? And tell us a little bit about your early life up to, you know, your 20s and so, and how you started to become a content creator. Well, first of all, it was great seeing you back then. I mean, what a crazy world we've been through, and uh, it's great to be with you now. Uh, My life started uh, in Orange County, California. I was born in Newport Beach. I'm 36, so I was born in 1984. And I grew up in that Southern California culture of watching, you know, the MTV kind of world start, the music video life, uh, being on the beach and living in Orange County was kind of like one of those things we knew it was really cool, but we were waiting for the media to give us that kind of attention, which didn't really come until the 2000s with shows like like Laguna Beach or the OC movie um, with Jack Black. Like Then the whole surf culture, the skateboard culture kind of took over and it was Orange County that kind of got on the map. And then, of course, Orange County Housewives. And so at that time, I started content creating because I was always into, you know, just like playing around with MySpace at the time and being in the DJ rave culture. I was a DJ, so I was using MySpace as like a social platform to really, you know, get people to go to events and stuff. And raves were pretty new in the early 2000s. And MTV hit me up and was like, hey, like, do you want to go on a reality show? I'm like, what's a reality show? Because they were the guys who started it. So I got on, um, you know, some of those early dating MTV shows from MySpace. And that, like, was the bug that, that, that got me, you know, like being able to express myself in my own form instead of, like, acting, which is what a lot of people go through in L.A., or Orange County, and I had done some auditions, but I just never liked having to read a script. And, and that's pretty much where it started. It, it was reality television on MTV, and of course it went to so many other places, like ABC after that, and a big reality show. And I used that reality platform to basically put out my persona of what I really had my intention of creating content for, which was spirituality and dance music and all the things that I felt, you know, really embody who I am as a person. That's awesome. Uh, you're, I love the evolution that you did about Orange County. Like just being from the East Coast, I didn't exactly know that was like the, the path that Orange County took. But my uncles are from Laguna Niguel, so I'm very familiar with the area and I've been a few times. When you started to gain experience in show business per se, what drove you to want to be an entrepreneur and and launch your own thing? What was kind of the initial points that that pushed you towards that path? That's a good question because I, I try to help a lot of the talent that I have on my network now understand this is that 15 minutes of fame is great, but that's all it is is 15 minutes. So you can be a personality and you can get on television or you could even make a big YouTube, but guess what? Somebody else is going to be 
the new hot ticket the next month, the next year, the next week, especially in today's world, the next post, you know, you, you could move to follow somebody else. And I realized that I didn't want to have to be gig to gig to gig. And so for me, it was like, you know what? It's time for me to build a business off this and realize that I'm producing my own self. I'm directing it and I'm starring in it. It was like looking at it because of seeing how these really awesome, you know, media places, whether it is a network or whether it's a production company, that they're a business. And it was like, wow, I'm getting paid by that business. And there's different people doing it all. But at the end of the day, they're continuing on forward. And I'm saying goodbye to them and looking for the next gig. And that was the, the, the encouragement to do it. And it was a long learning process of like learning, like, you know, how I got to form a corporation and I'm going to have to build content on my own. And I actually love you screen so much because it was like, this is a place of what I've been trying to do and build on my own for a decade. Like I was just like putting videos up and building like my own HTML web page. And then like, you know, sitting there with a, with a highlighter, like this person's staying on with me, this person's not this morning. So I got to automatically delete them in my own way. And you know, it was, it was, it was humbling. And I think it was important though, of also creating a commitment to content every day. So I've done a video every day for over nine years, over 13 or it's like four, 13 or 15,000 videos. I forgot at this point. So you know, consistency was really important for you early on, right? That yes. you had to be consistent to gain traction. Where did that experience come from? That experience came from, I had a friend that was doing videos every day. So he was doing about 60 videos a week on YouTube back in 2006. And once YouTube got bought by Google, their SEO started integrating with Google itself in search. So for him, because I do a lot of astrology, when you type in astrology, he would pop up first because, you know, there was nobody else on YouTube doing SEO like that with a video every day. And I started to realize, well, if I do a video every day, I'm going to have to actually like do one in order to be at the top of the SEO because that's the way it works. But also at the same time, viewers want like a place to go to every day to watch if especially they're very into what you're doing, you know, the weekly thing, one video a week just felt like, you know, guess what? I think that moment's great when they're with me, but then they go other places and then sometimes they forget or, you know, like there's something about creating that every day, which is reminds me of like a morning news, even though I'm not really a morning news, but I, I kind of am in a way where it's like that, like cycle of like, let me turn this on. Well, how, what's going on with my life today in the universe? Like, or what's going on? With David every day, like there's that whole like reliability factor. And a lot of people follow people every day. I mean, if you see the top like news anchors today, right? Like their shows, they do a show every day and everybody shows up for their shows. That's right. And they continue that for a long time or even like late night hosts, right? Like, I mean, it, it's something that you have to commit to. Yeah, people follow people and we're really curious creatures, right? So that, that's really true on that. So tell me about the Leo King. Who's the Leo King? When did you come up with that name and what does he do? <laughs> that's, that, well, the Leo King is 
a persona I created based upon realizing that in my world of back, especially when I created the Leo King at the beginning of the 2010s, being an astrologer on television was already looked at as weird. And then, but also being a DJ, it was like, who's this guy who's like a DJ and an astrologer? And how is he going to, who is like, there was a lot of questions around me. Even the late night hosts were making fun of me. And so I also realized at the same token, like, my name is the same name, my real name, David Palmer, is the name of the president in the show 24. So SEO-wise, I was competing against the character, not a real person. Like, you know, like, that was kind of hard to... 24 was, like, one of the biggest shows in the 2000s. So everybody, I would be like, yeah, go look me up. I'm David Palmer. And they're like, oh, you're the president from 24? Like, no, <laughs> that's not me. So I, I really was like... What if I created a personality character? I'm, I, I do astrology, I'm a Leo. And so I created like this whole persona and came up with the Leo King and it blew up. It, it, and it really let me express myself in different ways or do photo shoots for how I come across with the persona, allow the branding of my myself to be more of a brand than That's just right. identity. Right. Kind of like one of the smartest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah, you did do that very smartly. The reason is when you and I connected about two and a half, three years ago, mm -hmm. and I think it was in your email signature or something. Maybe you even, when we ch chatted, I looked you up or something. But I remember early on when you wrote in, I saw the Leo King somehow. I immediately, without knowing who you are, um, related that to something big, like psychologically. So maybe it's because it's a good name, the Leo King, or it has the name King in there. Something psychologically told me that it just, it sounded big, right? That's, I really, that, that was my first impression. Well, thank you. you. That's cool. I, I enjoy hearing that feedback. because I, I think a lot of people have that feel. And I think you even have a lion or something. I have like a, a crown. So it's like, the it says the Leo King, but in it is actually the leo logo got it it's got a swaggy like like really big crown that you That's would right. see and it's tilted so it's got a little swag to it and so yeah. the logo itself has got like this bigger than life kind of look but also like a cool swag to it that like doesn't make it it makes it look like you know ancient and kind of old english culture-ish like kingish but at the same time it's swaggy so it's yeah. kind of like uh, bold and edgy it is bold. And I think that impression that I had many have based on seeing your name the first time. And if any listeners ever get to visit your studio, you have a really cool initial graphic in your office of mm -hmm. Leo King, which looks really cool. You have a nice studio there. Thank you. Okay. So then you launched the Leo King. You knew you had to connect to a brand, which I love, by the way, because now it seems it, it just looks bigger, right? The image looks bigger. You've connected yourself to a brand. So you did that and you were already being consistent with content. You were gaining traction. You had figured out, okay, this is what Google likes in order to start ranking my videos. I need to be consistent. And you're a competitive person. So you saw your competition, you saw what they were doing and you knew what to do in that case. So you then, when did High Vibe come about? Your current venture which has really blown up. I visited your multiple studios that you have there. You've really done a good job by creating uh, different types of content, which I'd love to hear about. And you do a lot of live shows and 
different things. So tell me about the very vast, robust network of the High Vibe. How did that come about? Well, High Vibe came about because the Leo King did really well. I started my own OTT platform in 2014, but it was just myself. And what I realized was it did well. And especially with back in those days, it was about doing, um, you know, app installs and stuff like that to get traction. But it was only hitting one part of the marketplace. Not only was it just only astrology, but it was, you know, just, I guess, my a lot of females watch astrology. So it's like 85% female. So, you know, after all the advertising of all those years and stuff, it was like, what if I diversified and created a, a network about other subjects and brought other talent on and didn't make this all about myself? Because I thought that, you know, what's always going to be the next thing is an actual network that houses kind of like daily spirituality in an edgy and fun way and talk about lots of subjects. And that was what I love to do on my own. But, you know, you need you need other people to do it with. You need to build talent. You need to build different shows in order to create a network. So I was like, that's that's where it's got to go. So it was in 2017. I came out. Actually, it was called Future Life first because, you know, I'm all about that. But there was something about that name and there was something about like, I'm so based upon being positive in life that high vibes felt like a much better way to go. So it was like, I did a little experimenting with future life and had, you know, everything from health on and, and, and all these different subjects, but it really just um, kind of formed into high vibe out of nowhere where it was just like, this felt more in alignment. It was a better way to brand and it was a better better able to you know create shows around everything from positivity we have a whole women's part of the network like where the women are producing the show themselves you know they're creating the show they are on the show so we're hitting like so many different aspects now of spirituality or just living a positive lifestyle and having conversations about so many things of what we're all experiencing, especially if you look at this, this last year, it's been a crazy world, right? And we're giving a different perspective, like people can get too caught up on the political sides or whatever. And we're kind of trying to be that third dimension, right? That's a little different. Hey, what, you know, what is this saying from the universe? Or what did the ancients look at it? Or what did this say? Or just, you know, connecting with the audience, which is so awesome being on your screen with High Vibe is... Everybody feels like they're, you know, expressing like whatever they're feeling. Like we do shows engaging with pe the, the, the people that are on High Vibe. Like, hey, you're part of, we're all together in this. We're showing up and you're showing up. That's it. We don't feel like High Vibe is like ours. We feel like it's everybody involved that are part of it or that are even on the shows. Like we're all in the same place, all trying to understand the world better and to be at our best and, and bring a better vibration to our community, our families and everywhere around us. Yeah, it's a community. You've built a very engaging community. Would you say it's, I know it's unique in the fact that you've built this community of these people, right? They're loyal to you and that community and what you've built and everything about it, right? The community aspect. Are there others in your space that do something like you or is it just your personality what you offer and what that community offers that's extremely unique it might, it might sound crazy but there's not no other game in town like this still hasn't been and even in when i was uh, doing the leo king and doing a daily video horoscope and having subscribers to subscribe to watch a video horoscope 
I, there hasn't really been much competition. Uh, it yeah. requires a lot of commitment, not just a lot, all commitment. Like, you know, it's, and it requires making the content. It requires like being innovative and trying new things and, and constantly, you know, building a studio. I mean, now that, that was a risk of mine. And, and I did a lot of work yeah. to make that happen. I wasn't like I just went out and just got just tons of capital or something. Like I just like used all of the daily personal readings or the personal sessions with clients and saved my money and built over time and built, bought this camera and then bought this and bought that and then just built it over a long period of time and stayed committed every minute of every day to it and making the whoever is watching have a reliability factor. We're always there and it's fresh content all the time that you're not re-watching things. That's, that's my competition is like a lot of spiritual networks. It's like, you know, they filmed that two years ago or whatever. And that's all good because there's some beautiful things in that. But I think in this world of instant gratification and instant content, people want new, fresh stuff because they feel more engaged to watch because they already have watched yesterday. They haven't watched today, you know, like they, and there's something about the new content that always wins, right? Like, it's like even look at music today with Spotify and Apple Music. There's more better music that I've realized in my whole life right now. And we have just this awesome thing. I, I It's like I'm more eager to listen to new music than I ever have with, with platforms like that now. And the same thing goes with video content. I feel like, you know, anybody out there that's questioning whether or not to, to put out, you know, throw some pasta on the wall with your content, it's better to throw as much pasta on the wall to see what sticks than not. And I went with that model and it definitely has paid off. That's a good point. You threw a lot spaghetti at the wall per se. You saw what stuck and created more of that. That's that's a really good observation. You know, I brought that up about your competition and who else does something similar. And I, because I knew there wasn't many that do similar or anybody. And I think one of the reasons for that is, since I met you personally, is you hustle, you work hard, you really grind. And we do that here. So you and I have that in common. I know. I, I, that's what I love about you all is you all work so hard and keep innovating. And you guys throw a lot of awesome new features in beta. And honestly, I, I don't think you guys have many failures of that. It's always been so many great things that all everybody loves that we're all like, oh, great, this is amazing. <laughs> like, it's like, it's been awesome. There's been everything that continually grows with with not only the partnership between, you know, Uscreen and High Vibe to, to, to put out the content, but because you guys just keep bringing out new stuff. I'm surprised every month I, I just go right when I log on, boom, here's all these new features. It's just like, this is, oh, wow, this is making it more amazing. You know? That's right. So, yeah. The, our CTO's sitting across from me and he's, I'm giving him some love right there. He's oh, yeah. excited to hear that while he's reading. And, you know, it took us a while, David, to figure out what sticks. Of right. course, we're going to release something tomorrow, possibly, let's say if we release a few things, one of them might not work out. It doesn't always work like that. But we have many failures till we figured out, okay, we need to build features for customers like David, right? The content is agnostic, but they're ultimately doing subscriptions. They're doing live on demand. Some of them could be selling transactional sales like you do as well and all those good things and really building a good customer experience. But really, when you do the hard work, your chance of success is just so much higher because business and any venture, right, whether it's money related or not, when you hustle, you move faster and it, it's a puzzle. Everything is a puzzle. You need to figure it out, right? What yeah. you built 
was there was never a game plan for it. You looked at your competition or people that you admired. You figured out what they were doing. You did it better. There's no like guidebook or anything for you and I to build our businesses. Mm -hmm. We have to completely figure it out. A lot of people fail because of that, because there's no guarantee. But I think our DNA is built for that, to just run forward and figure it out. And that's what really drives us. Even though it gives us a lot of stress, it also subconsciously drives us too. So that's really- Yeah, and I think um, that's what a real entrepreneur is though, is somebody that's disrupting the marketplace that really has no guidebooks to go towards. You know, a lot of people like, especially online today, you hear people say entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur, I own a business. It's like, okay, but like entrepreneurship, really the real actual definition is going into a marketplace and going where nobody has gone yet. There is, you are going to be the one that leave the trail of guidebooks behind. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's very important for people to know. And there is something adventurous about that. It reminds me just of like people who just have wanted to go up to space right now, or like, you know, like that's very, like there's a helicopter on, on Mars right now. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you got to look at NASA and see how th- that's pretty innovative. And that's pretty throwing some real crazy pasta on the wall that sticks. Some There's been big failures with NASA too, but that drive for life, for living, I feel like it's just living, you know, it's like, I want to feel like when I do my work, I'm alive, you know, and I feel like this is what brings me life and it brings a lot of other people, you know, life and it helps a lot of people. I feel that where we're at in today, in today's world, especially with where the media has gone, you know, you can take it any way you want, but it just feels like people want to be more felt like they're engaged with and they want to feel like that they're, there's so many niche areas of life. That's really where the beauty is right now of life is niche. Like what's so niche about things is what people are into. You know, you offer the the ability for those niche subjects to be able to flourish and actually be a home for those niche, you know, things. And people need to see it through video. They want to, they want to feel people. They want to feel touched. That's what I learned through reality television. Why it was so big was like, it was the first time we had seen people be real and not acting on TV. Some of it's acting, of course, but I think it, it actually built this whole social media world of identities and so forth. And even that's kind of falling off. Now people want to learn, people want to grow, people want to they want something substantive to watch now. And, 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 and that's hard on itself. If you're trying to fake it or trying to copy or just mm-hmm. trying to look cool, you're not going to win anymore. Like that's another part of it. It has to be real and authentic now. And that's really, I think where that's another part of the strength of being an entrepreneur is the, the marketplace disruption in a way, but at the same time being real and authentic and, building trust with customers, you're on the path of innovation with them at the same time, feeling like everybody's in it together, opposed to, oh yeah, hi, you're just watching and thanks for paying, bye, you know? Yeah, and you're right, because if the market is so vast now, right? There's so much opportunity, but it's also very noisy. Anyone can come out, launch a video series, a show, a podcast, a subscription, you name it, right? A post, a social media channel. You can create content that people can view because there's so much noise. You're right. People don't have as much of a patience at all for something that they're not interested in. That's not useful. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, you building that community, creating the content that's engaging and people are willing to pay for 
is absolutely the most important part of being successful in, in this day and age, but it also will be extremely fruitful once you unlock that secret. Yes, and I think where you all come in the most is what I noticed through my first app or OTT network came through like a, an incubator um, when I was young in 2014 as a YouTuber. And there's that whole jump off of the social media platforms to your own platform that a lot yeah. of people were scared about. Yeah. And a lot of people that were in that first run in 2014 in the incubator I was in, it was like 20 apps they built for 20 influencers. And I was the only one that made it after three months, all 19 of them. And wow. there was wow. like a hundred million subscribers between all of those people in social media. Wow. And I had the lowest amount of subscribers. I had like 20,000 on my YouTube and I'm the one who stayed. I wasn't afraid to be like, the social media is a tool. It is not the place to house your whole entire business because you're not, that's not your business. That's the social media world's business. That's their users. Like that's their people. So if they want, or if like watching MySpace fall was the best lesson I ever got. Mm -hmm. I used that. I was like, it can fall and you can lose everybody. That's right. And, exactly. and I think there's too many people who are worried about how many subscribers do I have on YouTube and on Instagram? And I'm like, that doesn't matter. All that matters is what you're reaching out to and what people come onto your platform that you're the one that you are in control of, not in like a weird control kind of way, but that you actually are in a place where you can offer services to people much better, instantly let them know, especially with you screen, we can send a notification on the app to them. Hey, we're going live right now. Hey. Mm -hmm. Check this out right now. Hey, we're doing this paid event that, you know, here we, at the studio, we have a live event center with full stage, 20 by 20 stage, where I can do like lectures or I could do, you know, open talks with like tons of people and have conversations and then have the chat pop up and everybody is talking on the chat and they answer those questions. And I mean, you know, it's like way different. And, and I think that that jump from social media to a platform is scary for a lot of people. But honestly, you know, when you look back, it's not that scary. And it's like the biggest, you know, you, you wish you did it earlier is like the best I could say. It's like, you know, like, why did I do this right away? You know, and, and I think the idea of how many subscribers you have in the social media world, you know, a lot of that is like, which ones are really following you that are actually really engaging with you? Yeah. You know, you could have like millions of people, but... I mean, it's just a number and, and yeah, it's it, just a vanity number. You're right. It can change all the time. You want to own your platform, own your audience. David, you know, a lot more people are realizing that now more than before, six, seven years ago when you're talking about, but still we got a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, the social is great. Those followings are great. It's top of the funnel. Bring the yeah. user down. You're building an audience is the most valuable tool you can use to generate income. But obviously, you don't want to put all your eggs in that basket. You want to eventually own that audience so you can resell to them, know their email address, know who they are. That's extremely important. David, it's been absolutely awesome. You are definitely a success story, a true entrepreneur. And it's you know really great to hear your story, how you went through your trials and tribulations and really built an awesome network and media company. So super happy to chat with you. Let um, listeners know where they can find you, both your social channels as well as High Vibe. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on again, PJ. Uh, they can find us at highvibe.tv or just on socials at highvibe.tv. Or if you want to find me, I'm at the Leo Kingdom 
or the Leo King on YouTube. But you can find all that info through HighVibe.tv, which we use all the apps that are on uh, Uscreen's platform, and we use Uscreen as our platform. So we love it, and it's been a game changer for us and and allowing us to be a full-blown, like, real network that people take very seriously, and, and also the media does. And, I mean, having Apple TV and Roku and all those things, you know, if you're really serious about doing your work, like... I'm telling you, it changes the game. And Uscreen is the one that changed the game for us. And it's like a family. And it's it's really connected. And, and it's, a, it's, it's a whole different experience than, than you'll get anywhere else. Awesome. Love that, David. Lots of respect for you. I appreciate the kind words and hearing your story. And, you know, always talking to you is a pleasure. So thanks for being on the show today. Thank you, man. Keep it up. Keep showing us the way, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you, David. Thank you for listening. And remember, you too can become a video entrepreneur with Uscreen, the leading video monetization platform. We take care of a whole lot. Video streaming, hosting, monetization, analytics, and anything else you need to succeed. You can even get your own apps on various OTT devices, including Apple TV, Roku, iOS, and many others. Be sure to visit www.uscreen.tv and click the free trial button for a 14-day free trial.